0: On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we will be going over the Fox Sports Ultimate Fan Bracket College Basketball Edition. Uh, Tate and I hosted the selection show on Saturday. In case you missed it, mm-hmm. Fox is Fox is putting together. They aren't putting together. They already have put together Tate uh, a bracket to determine basically the best fans in college basketball. Um, and we did a. They gave us an entire hour of airtime to talk about it, and uh, we're we're going to talk about it a little bit on here today too.
1: Yeah, we were very uh, honored. We had tuxedos on. We dressed the nines. Even though we were at our house during the quarantine, we were able to get on FS1. We were able to break down this entire bracket, this entire scheme. entire scheme is based on Twitter, which is, uh, you know, usually there's like a battle between basketball people and Twitter people. You know what I mean? This is one of the times that we could come together and bring it together. And now we have fan bases going crazy and people are already voting, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a great great quarantine content idea. Um, And we're going to we're we're gonna spend a little time going over some funny things that are going on right now, and just our thoughts on the whole thing. Uh, but <laughs> but the real meat and potatoes of this, we have dirty laundry coming up, Tate. We have so, we mm-hmm. have a couple stories ever sent in that are pretty good. We're gonna read. Uh, we have our top five fictional basketball players. You're excited about this, so the, the fans mm-hmm. are sending in ideas for for lists for us to do. And um, this was one of them. And Tate was like, I, I want to definitely do this one. So we're, so you and I are going to go over our, our five favorite fictional basketball players.
1: And it's funny because it's so related to our top five basketball movies in reality. So it's kind of a, you know what I like to do? I never like to be the same on any list. You know what I mean? I like to have a list and someone says, these, these don't really align up. Like we we're going to exactly. fill out the entire bracket today. And I was like, I'm not going to have Duke go to the final four, even though we already did our final four picks. And I have Duke going to the final four. I never like to keep it the same. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, our top five fictional characters. I can't wait to see who have, let me guess Tom Cruise and cocktail (laughs) spoiler alert.
0: The the other joy of, uh, uh, making lists on the internet is that if you do the obvious list, you're a dick for just like, wow, real, real original buddy. Like, Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shawshank Redemption and Godfather are your favorite movies. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, And then if you come out and you say like, listen, Point Break is my favorite movie, then everyone's like, oh my God, what is wrong with this guy? And, yeah. and you're an idiot and mm-hmm. you're stupid. So uh, no matter what you lose, um, that's why, you know, listen, I don't want to say that we are heroes for putting our necks out there and making lists, but if someone else wants to say it, I won't stop them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't either. And honestly, like- let's hope. Let's hope it's one of these uh, fictional basketball players. You know what I mean? Because that would be great. Because that would really... That would really
0: uh, no, so uh, we're, we're going to do that today. We, we have some other straight thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm basically... I'm going to be honest. I, I want to turn the show into just a distraction from uh, the news of the day, which is every Ohio State basketball player is transferring out of the program, Tate. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to talk about it. And I don't want to be reminded of it. So uh, let's not do that. Let's find other things to talk about. But first... Woody Durham. All right, it is Monday, April sixth. Uh, we are still in quarantine in our respective homes in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. One place we are not Tate, is Atlanta, Georgia, for the national championship, which should have been taking place tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be controversial and say I wish I wish college basketball was still going on. I wish we were in Atlanta, and I wish uh, we were crowned a national champion tonight.
1: That's I wish. Yeah, those are good thoughts because I wish Jim Nance right now was you know getting his tie loosened up to take off and give to his most outstanding player of the final four Mm -hmm. to award a team. Like we saw last year with Tony Bennett with the Virginia Wahoos getting revenge and getting their title in Minnesota. You know, what's really funny. I was like going through this weekend and I, you know, you lose track of time. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Saturday. This would be final four Saturday. Then Mm -hmm. I look at my Facebook and it's a time lapse from a year ago and it's you and it's, and it's our good old friends, you know, Dalvin cook and Derek Rose and Thad young and, uh, Todd Gibson and they're all just hanging out with us and we're judging a dunk contest, you know, and that was just a, a mere 365 days ago. Mm. And now uh like you said a year later, we have no final four, we're not in Atlanta. We we don't even have the 3 on 3. I saw a little clip of Justin Wright Foreman from last year in the Rotunda in the Mall of America, Justin Wright Foreman cutting somebody up and scoring. Um is the 3 I
0: mean, on 3 is it officially canceled?
1: I think they officially canceled <laughs> it, uh, so we will not be doing the Dosecchi's Lounge for the three X. I thought it was here. just
0: postponed. I thought they hadn't called it yet. I thought it
1: it, you know it would be great. So Augusta National, obviously the Masters, they announced today that the Augusta is going to have the event November 9th through the fifteenth. It would be great if the three X three U was like we will also have our event yeah. that same week. You know, like have, no one really knows what timeline is actually. Reality, you know, at this point, so we're just throwing out time. Yeah. Like the masters already picked dates, so maybe, maybe they'll do that. That's can, our fingers crossed.
0: Do you think we can actually like move holidays? Is, is that possible? Like, can yes. can can Memorial Day like actually be moved? Is that mm-hmm. is that something that can happen? I guess why not, right? Like, what if the government mm-hmm. came out and said like we're moving Memorial Day to August? Mm-hmm. And I mean, who's to stop them?
1: I guess Labor is Labor Day is Labor Day yeah. is December
0: first. <laughs> yeah, like, just. Like, Man. Whoa, man, I'm. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm still in denial about college basketball. About the about the season being. I don't know. It's. Uh, it's. Mm-hmm. I. I still. Um, like it makes sense. It's like if you're making a list of the hundred craziest things that are the, the hundred most unbelievable turn of events in the world, or, or like I can't believe this is the new normal that we live in. No. Uh, college basketball being canceled probably isn't even in the top 100, and I understand no. that. But at the same time, like I. I I don't know. It's, it's just bizarre. It's like, yeah, there's not going to be a national champion. And that's that's very obvious to say, but it still is like not really sunk in that. Uh, I will be telling my kids, I'll be like, yeah, in 2020, we just, uh, yeah, we didn't have a national champion. It's very, very strange. Do, do you have any update on the um, your pursuit to find national champions? Like you, you were on the beat of the all, all the theoretical teams hanging banners, all the outlets that were claiming that these teams would have won, the simulations going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we have any updates? Is there anyone yes. else that's running algorithms or anything?
1: So the ball is out and uh, we're still trying to find like what court is actually going to do a rule here. You know what I mean? Like no one knows who is actually the going to come out and say, like we said, we've seen the Senate in Florida, make a decision with Florida state. The last, uh, you know, simulation I saw ran was by an analytics lab that works with Nike up in Portland and they ran their simulation and guess who won? Oh my goodness. The Oregon ducks and uh, oh, Peyton. Wow. <laughs> we look at Peyton Pritchard uh, was the most outstanding player. So that was that's probably the best update I have. Oregon would have won in this uh, analytics lab simulation of the tournament. Um, I will say this: I think eventually, as time wears on, and we we get into maybe say end of July, early August, and the fodder is kind of you know boiling over. Teams are claiming championships, like John Calipari. You know, as Tyrese Maxey announces today on Twitter that he's leaving to go to the NBA, and Cal's basically saying this kid would have been you know, standing with me with Jim Nance on this day today, <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting a, a tie and, and representing the ninth championship for the Wildcats. So I think we're as that continues to sort of spiral out of control, maybe there's a chance that someone will say, you know, Kansas is the number one team this year and we crowned them the de facto yeah. champions. I think there's a real chance that, that will a, happen because of so many people claiming a title.
0: Is the is the Helms Foundation still a thing? Can we get them resurrected if they're not like <laughs> the, the people that were dishing out titles that uh this is what they're for right? Is they they go back and uh yes. they give Carolina a couple titles right? You guys yeah. claim those?
1: Yeah. We got nineteen twenty four. Yes, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs>
0: You were crowned 1924 national champions in like 1976.
1: <laughs> seven, seven titles. You know what I mean? Because like a lot of people in 2017, Every, they thought that was the sixth a, title, but that was the seventh title. For everyone seven, on
0: the 1924 team was dead when they were crowned national champions.
1: <laughs> hey. But damn it, it still counts. That's oh, what
0: family's for. <laughs> here's what I say we do. I say we do this the 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 ultimate fan bracket that we're doing here. I say, oh, yeah. That's right. We got to add that to the list. Whoever wins this thing, Um should be crown national champion. If you're new to the program, if you're not understanding what's going on, if you missed it on Saturday when when Tate and I were on TV and we were looking great and our, yeah, uh, you know, we were, we were sitting exactly where we're sitting right now. We we're just wearing tuxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we laid out the bracket. And here's how. So here's how this works. Uh, and uh, uh, it's basically just a vote where They Fox wanted to build a bracket. Um, why leave it up to like bozos like us to argue over who the best fan bases are? Why not just, like, let the fans show out and vote? Um, mm-hmm. So the vote is happening at CBB on Fox. Uh, the way the bracket was picked, I actually love this idea, Tate. And I'm not saying this because I came up with the idea because you and I did not come up with this idea. Mm-hmm. We're just facilitating it. We were the hosts. We're the pretty exactly. faces mm-hmm. uh, th- that show up on TV and present it. But we did not mm-hmm. come up with this idea. I love the idea of doing the bracket by Twitter followers. Um, so the way the way the bracket was put together is all the at-large bids. Uh, we did 32 at-large bids. Mm-hmm. Or thirty-two automatic bids. I'm sorry. Uh, where the top top in the conference? Top yeah, the top in each the top. conference. The top yep. the, the the Twitter account in each conference. The the official men's basketball Twitter account that had the most followers got an automatic bid. From there, it was the next thirty-two most followed teams. Um, and then when, when we did that list, that we had sixty-four, we realized like Louisville wasn't in, Florida State wasn't in, Baylor wasn't in, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Like all these teams that. Uh, Wait, Florida State might have been, and Baylor wasn't in. I think so basically some of these teams that were having like great years, like somehow weren't in. We're like, that's weird. So we decided to make the last four, like the final four, the or the 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 first four play-in games, whatever. Uh, teams that um, were the were the top four teams in the net rankings of this season that weren't uh, in the bracket already. Um, yeah, and it was a very like scientific thing. So, like we had no, it was no opinion. It was nothing like that. I saw people were hot Tate. Like Rutgers fans, especially, they they went eight <laughs> one at the rack this year. What happened? What happened to your family, your religion, and mm-hmm. Rutgers basketball tape? Uh, mm-hmm. They they were very very hot that they were left out. Cincy and Xavier fans were snubbed. Uh, uh, I saw Wichita State did not make it. They did not like that. Um, Marquette fans didn't make it. Uh, who else was snubbed? That I
1: if Wake I, Forest fans, right? Wake Forest. Yes. Uh,
0: a lot of people were upset, but it was like, what do you want us to do? Like if if we if we introduce subjective, you know thoughts into this, then it's an absolute mess as to who gets one seeds and who gets whatever. So we just left it up to the Twitter followers. If you wanted to be in the thing, maybe tell your, your, the guy running your Twitter account to, to buy some more bots like Duke did, you know?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, well, that's the problem, like right? so we've, we've gotten some of the results, right? The votes are out right now. This is live. this is this is in action, and we're seeing some of the results come out. And as we predicted, or as we talked about on the show on Saturday night, uh, the Duke Blue Devils, uh, they may have bots, they may have they're the most followers, two. some million, 2.5 million, right? They are losing right now currently, <laughs> largely. To Lehigh, which is which again, like shows that maybe those Marquette fans and and have turned on, you know, the Duke people, and they've decided to now vote for Lehigh. We don't know what's going on, but it's also this is this is teaching all of us right about just uh, one how much people will vote and hate. Not in mm-hmm. love, you know what I mean? Like Duke is losing because of that, I think, early on. Another upset is App State, a school that's used to upsetting people. They're beating Oklahoma, which is a two seed right now, which I think is interesting early on in the polls. Your Ohio State Buckeyes, they're I mean, they're in a fight right now against Louisville. That's a tough uh, ma- that's a tough matchup. Bad matchup.
0: Second half team, bad matchup, but we're second half team. We're gonna be okay. <laughs> uh Virginia is currently losing to UNBC by a lot yes. of votes. Yes. Um and yeah, th- th- this was the genius of this bracket, too. Is I swear to God, it just shook out this way that Virginia was a 5 seed and UMBC was a 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended up in the same region somehow. Uh, <laughs> Iowa was a 6 seed. Dayton was an 11, which was awesome because of Luka Garza and and uh, Obi Toppin head-to-head mm-hmm. battles. That is by far, like, if you look at the votes that have happened, um, the Iowa-Dayton one is, like, dwarfing all the other votes, the total votes that are coming in. <laughs> Those two, they gotta play each other. We gotta get, we gotta get a uh, Fran and, and Anthony Grant to do a home at home with those two teams. Because my God, those fans hate each other so much. <laughs> <And> it's, just, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think I think this is one of those ideas, Tate, that like it 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 is um, maybe something you're just kind of like lukewarm about at first. You're like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool. I'll, I'll vote here and there, or whatever. But as this thing progresses, I could see all these fan bases like this. Treating this is like the most important thing in the world we don't mm-hmm. have basketball this is the next best thing so uh yeah go go to at cbb on fox let your voice be heard you don't just have to vote on on matchups uh that you are a fan of like so if if you're like a if you're tate frazier for example and you're a north carolina fan you yeah. don't only have to vote on north carolina matchups mm-hmm. you can go say vote for i don't know lehigh against duke if you want that's okay <laughs> yeah. we'll allow yeah. it so yes. um yeah, go 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 vote go throw Ohio state some votes we need it um it, it it the the entertainment does not come from Ohio State losing the first round it comes from Ohio State making it to the lead eight me convincing myself that we're gonna win this thing and then <laughs> we get and then and then that's when the fans turn on us and vote us out and or yeah make North Carolina and Ohio State play each other in the final four that'd be sweet mm, mm.
1: That'd Do you be think get, I, I don't think we have that much pool and I will say this. Whoever wins the Dayton, Iowa first round matchup is destined to go to the final game, basically, at this point, just based on the fact that they are going so hard at one another that they continue to climb. And by the time they get to the second round, they're going to dwarf whoever they face. And uh, you mentioned the, the Duke Lehigh thing. Duke. I mean they have the celebrity fans. They have Martha Hunt, you know, the Victoria's Secret model. They have Todd Gurley. He's back in Atlanta in Georgia. He's going to get those people all riled up. They haven't seen the poll yet. We still have 2 Wait, days Todd Gurley? Ago. Todd Gurley is a huge Duke fan. Did you not know this? It's, Wait, what? Yes, he's from Tarboro, North Carolina, and he's a huge The
0: Duke Todd Gurley fan. that went to that went to a power conference school with a halfway decent I mean, well, a basketball program? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so, uh, and also, like, he was coming off the Trey Tompkins, Travis Leslie year. So, like, an actual basketball team. Even Kentavious Caldwell Pope, I think, was there when he was there. But, yeah, he was a Duke basketball fan. Uh, anyways, those select like, Rob Lowe, those guys are going to come out of the woodwork and start, like, promoting this stuff. I also was just thinking about for Oregon, like, Ahmad Rashad, he may come out. Like, if mm. Ahmad Rashad comes out and starts retweeting this stuff. There's like some sneaky celebrity who, people that may get involved.
0: Yeah, like who who's the celebrity do you think um that has the most that that will realistically get behind this and has the most pull. I guess we'd have to really Drake,
1: think about it. Drake, Drake with Kentucky. <laughs> Drake. Yeah, Drake, Drake basically and Coach Cal because Coach Cal's been on Twitter. He watched the uh, 2012 title game, like the rewatch that they had on yeah. Super Sports. He like live tweeted the whole thing. I could definitely see him and Drake getting together on Twitter on a live stream, just getting yeah. people fired up because they're upset that they're a two seed, the Kentucky, right? Fan. Yeah, yeah, Big because, Blue Nation's a two seed, which is shocking. Well, well, they didn't see the the requirements that we had. They thought that we just picked the four one right. seeds. So right. they're just they're going at every other like they're <laughs> they're going at Kansas fans. I saw Kansas I saw Kansas like a Kentucky fans just going at each other's necks. I'm just trying to say blessed because I'm Carolina was the three, the number three number one seed. Uh so they weren't taking as much vitriol.
0: This 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 whole bracket should be whoever wins, that's <laughs> who Drake's gonna be a fan of for next season. Yes. This yes. should be yeah, uh yeah, I think you're right there. I think I think there is a world in which Drake could get uh like I don't think he's gonna really know what he's tweeting, but I could see I could see Cal tweeting something and be like, help us out at Drake, and then mm-hmm. uh Drake mm-hmm. just retweets it with like a mm-hmm. sub fam or something like that, like not no. really knowing what he's doing, but he puts a link out there anyway.
1: It's just eyes <laughs> emoji it's eye two, with the- two, two blue hearts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all it is. And then people go crazy I love they vote. It. And then Kentucky makes a run, and then they, they they just go look. It's BBN. This is what we do. Uh, this is who we are. Drake Drake's always been a fan of us. Um, <laughs> you know it. We know it. Um, yeah, that's the ultimate fan bracket. I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to get us talking about just. Uh, it, it, it's going to expose and show us some of the best fans and also some of the most... Some uh, of the worst fans, you can say. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. some (laughs) of the worst, and I'm excited
0: about that too. I'm excited to... It's it's already happening. The fan bases that are snubbed, uh, who can't read, um, it's illustrating the best and worst parts of Twitter. The best being that you can bring people together for a Mm -hmm. common cause, which is like you know voting for Iowa to beat Dayton, if that's what you believe in or whatever. Um, And it also brings people... it, It also shows the worst in Twitter, which is no one reads anything and pays an ounce of attention to anything and mm-hmm. just immediately goes to Twitter and complains about shit when yes. the answers you seek are, if you scroll up and just read the other tweet, you dipshit. It was right in front of your face the whole time. That is uh, the joys of Twitter, Tate. Uh,
1: <laughs> we love it. We love it. Go, uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm, gl- I'm glad vote. we left. I'm glad we left this up to them. That's, yeah. uh, that's, <laughs> the, that's the best. It's oh, we, we,
0: we, we left out the best part. Uh, if you didn't see the show, um, the winner of this we are putting a billboard. Uh, Tate and I are personally, we're breaking our quarantine. We're going to whatever campus we have to go to. We are personally putting the billboard up ourselves. Um, we're putting up a billboard of the winner gets to put it in the rival's campus at the right, mm-hmm. right by the rival's campus that basically just like taunts them and, and says we're better fans than you. So yes. uh, that that's what's at stake. We're, we're going to purchase a billboard um, and, and basically just shove it down your rival's throat. So that'll be awesome.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. And we also are going to get a banner and we're going to hang it up in our studio because this, this is the start of a new tradition. This is where we can actually hang banners that actually matter. And we have some sort of control of, you know, the, this is for us.
0: If NC State wins, do they get like five billboards? They just get to put it all over. They get to put one on Duke. They get to put one by Carolina. They yes. get to put one it's,
1: it's going to be 30 billboards outside <laughs> of Raleigh, North Carolina. And they're gonna, <laughs> and it's gonna be just like literally one word per billboard. We they,
0: are, yeah. They, they make a circle of billboards outside Raleigh. It's facing the rest of the world because mm-hmm. it's it's NC State versus <laughs> the rest of the world.
1: Yes, yes. It's just a yes. bunch of
0: middle fingers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's pause. It's, oh. back, it, it's Wolfpack pause. I think we should just quickly talk about the only actual news and news basketball. and notes. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. these, these are news and notes, which is the the most important thing, which we already brought up pretty much. You know at the top of the show, and it's pretty easy to point out. Matt Harms who is uh, of, of the Purdue world and a, and a guy that we both have sort of, he was of the class of Purdue West Lafayette that we love when we were on campus, we saw Matt Harms, you know, the, the, the Isaac Haas era before that, the Dakota Mathias years, the Carson, I mean all those guys and he's the last of them. He's a grad transfer and apparently he buzzed his hair. So people think he's going to go to, there's a, <laughs> there's a buzz that he may go to Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about this, but maybe.
0: No, that's the, I mean, he's a white dude with a buzz cut. That's like, it's it's destiny at this point. Yes. I, I think, yeah. I actually saw uh, Borzello, uh, Jeff Borzello of ESPN. Um, mm-hmm. He put, he he reported that Matt Harms has cut his list down to 25 school states. So mm-hmm. um, he's getting closer to decision. This is, I think Harms sh- shaving his head is... Yeah. What's more shocking? Harm shaving his head or leaving Purdue? Because that guy is Purdue basketball. I mean, we asked my dad, who's like the guy, <laughs> who do you hate most? We asked my dad when he was on this program tape, what what Purdue basketball player throughout your entire life do you hate the most? He said, Chris Kramer. And I started laughing and I was like, no, 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 dad, that, that's like too close. Like we, we want like a different answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I said different answer, what I meant was like a guy when you were in college or like a guy that from way back in the day, the, the Gene Katie era, and then he said no, Matt Harms, and that was his answer. Like, because <laughs> to to so many people, Matt Harms is the face of Purdue basketball for better or worse. And now mm-hmm. that this man is leaving, uh, yeah, that's pretty shocking. Also shocking is he shaved his head. I don't know where I stand on which one being more shocking, but uh, strange times we're living in, indeed.
1: It is honestly hilarious to think about your father only picturing Matt Harms in his head as the Purdue basketball player that is the face of Purdue basketball. Which is why I think it's weird that he's going to go somewhere else and play basketball. We always have a, you know, it was even this year at Florida when I was watching Kerry Blackshear, you know what I mean? It just felt a little off to me. And when we, yeah. you know, when Mike Dom was thinking about transferring a couple of years back, it was weird for me to think about him playing on any other team. He decided to stay and didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere else. But for me, Matt Harms, I feel like he still has a change of heart on the way. It, this is a weird period. This is a weird period of time to make like a big transition like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he decides at the last minute, wait a second, Coach Painter. Yeah. Come back. I'm in harm's way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the uh the thought is uh Trevion Williams, who uh is basically the guy that looks like Caleb Swanigan. If you don't really pay that much yes. attention to Purdue and you just turn the games on you're like, wait, I thought Caleb Swanigan left. It's that guy. Uh the guy that went absolutely nuts against Michigan this year and had like a, a few pretty good games. Um, otherwise, the thought is basically like he's gonna be the guy next year. And I guess maybe Harms and Painter talked about it, and Painter's like, yeah, I I'm not going to give you what you desire. From a basketball perspective, you're not gonna get the minutes or the touches you want. Um, so maybe that's what happened. But like you said, I th- I think Matt Harms is gonna take a long look in the mirror and be like, Who am I?
1: Who I I, I, I am Purdue.
0: Yeah, I don't look I don't look like myself without it without the hair. I don't look like myself without the black and gold. I g I gotta go back home. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what happens. I don't know. He's got his list down to twenty five, so uh a decision is coming shortly. We do know that much. <laughs>
1: An imminent decision is on the way. Uh, speaking of decisions, I have a, another funny news and notes story. Uh, a guy by the name of Patrick Tape, who is a Columbia transfer. I don't know if you've heard this story or seen this story. So basically, he decided to transfer to Duke. He's a graduate. Tra- th- th- we're in the world of grad transfers. He decides to grad transfer to Duke, and then he announces that he decommits. Which mm-hmm. you know, all of the internet goes crazy, and they're like, "Who did Duke get a commitment from to make this other kid decommit? Did he? Did he jump the gun too early?" Whatever happens, happened later on Sunday night, which is last night. Now we're talking Monday night. uh, He's in Charlotte. He's back home. He's 6'10". He uh, apparently committed over Zoom, um, which I think obviously is a little probably strange. But anyways, he goes home, thinks about it, talks about it, and then he recommits to do So, I don't know what kind of chicanery is going on here, but Patrick Tape, 6'10", grad transfer from Columbia, is going to Duke, which is the replacement, I guess, for your boy who went to Columbus, Ohio.
0: He was the guy who, uh, when O'Connell transferred, and we said, like, Duke's got something going on here. We're going to bring in somebody. We thought it was going to be Seth Towns. It wasn't, but then it was this guy Mm -hmm. right after Seth Towns decided he was going to Ohio State. And then now he's leaving. Cause they, yeah, they might be upgrading. I don't know. Interesting. I, it it has gotten weird. I'm not going to do the old man rant where I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't like transfers, but I don't like transfers from this perspective. It's just hard to keep track of them all. I'm just lazy. That's really it. Like I, 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 incur, I, I, I'm cool with the kids doing what's best for them. It's, it has nothing to do with that. I don't think it's, it's hurting the integrity of the game. What it is hurting t- is my, my brain trying to follow what guys play for what teams that's what it hurts. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I I just wish guys would take that into account when they're making these decisions because it's hard to keep track.
1: Let's be honest, who's not going to take it into account? That's Rick Petino. There are going to be so many people going in and out of Iona. Uh, we will not know who it is, who why they're playing there, where they're playing. Some of them will even be
0: basketball game. players. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you see, petino's trying to play. Uh, he's trying to schedule a game in Rupp. He wants to play in Rupp Arena and, uh in Minnesota, right? To, he's play. Trying to play in Minnesota, yeah. Yeah
1: play his son, so this is a uh, this is always good. This is this is Iona basketball. This is remember when Rick Pitino
0: there. was fired by Louisville and went on, and it did like seven thousand interviews uh, that summer where he basically said, "I'm done coaching. I'll never coach again. This is it." Yeah, <laughs> and then literally all he's done since that media tour is coach basketball, <laughs> 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 and he's just been angling for like the next mm. job to get. And now he's back at Iona, and now he's telling everyone, "This is my last job. This is a perfect fit for me. This is all I've ever wanted." And... Uh, and, and everyone's like, yeah, I guess, I guess this is it for Rick.
1: Just- and all, all Rick Pitino was doing was watching the uh, the scheme and saying, "Man, LSU's a pretty good job." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like LSU. Uh, oh my god! There we uh, are. Let's talk about fictional basketball stuff. All right, right? okay. Do we, do we have anything else in the real world? I, there's
0: nothing else going on. I mean, what are we doing here? But there's let's nothing.
1: be honest. Let's be honest. My favorite thing that's still going on. The, the, there's like a sense of normalcy you're always trying to find in these times. And one of the things I love to see is Jeff Goodman uh, and John Rossin and the rest of our college basketball scoopers. And they're like Elias King from Valparaiso has decided not to take a visit to you know uh, whatever school you know Alabama A and Yeah. And it's like that's still happening, and that's the only thing that keeps me. Curious.
0: Is that so? That's still going on. Like Rossini is just still rusted He has not he, changed the wiring of his uh, his, no. his robotics. <laughs> his, no. his motherboard is still exactly the same.
1: <laughs> yes, no, it's it, the, the the Dark Knight has just started again. It, you know, you know, like a, like in Best Buy when they have all the TVs, you know, and the, and they have like the one movie and it's just like playing it over and over again. I like think that's Rossin has like a wall like that. And it's just playing the Dark Knight, <laughs> the Dark Knight Ride, just like over and over as many times. And he's just texting on different phones the updates. Um, yeah, let's talk no, about it's, our- <laughs> it's. I mean, it is a
0: weird time because like I, I mean, I, I feel it because like on the one hand. It seems so bizarre to do that. But on the other hand, like you got to just, you have it. to, you have to keep the machine. That's kind of what we're doing here. It's like we're, we're, we are we're, living we're, it. Yeah. We're at once like, listen, we know what's going on in the world. This is wild that we're pretending to <laughs> to care about Matt Harms transferring. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you can't just sit at home and, and, and stare at the wall and, uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: We, no, we to, you, we you, st- still- you you stare at the screens of the Dark night that yeah, are that right. is playing over and over again, and you continue to tweet through it. Uh, that's,
0: that's, All right, well, let's uh, let's 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 do this. Let's uh, this is what the people wanted, or at least one guy. I don't know, or maybe maybe uh, yeah, who, who knows? Maybe it was Kyle that wrote in and wanted this. Um, who knows? Who the hell, who the hell knows anymore? But uh, someone wanted top five fictional basketball player state is what mm-hmm. they wanted from us. Uh, so we're going to give that to them.
1: Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Simply Safe. With all the uncertainty in the world, feeling safe at home has never been more important. It's why I talk to you about Simply Safe home security on this show. They're longtime friends of Titus and Tate. And for good reason, Simply Safe has made it easy to finally get comprehensive protection. For your home, there's no technician or salesperson that needs to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two year contract. You just order online, set it up yourself in under an hour, and your home is protected 24 seven with emergency dispatch for break ins, fire, and more, all for just fifty cents a day. And we're not the only fans of Simply Safe. U.S. News and World Report named Simply Safe the best overall home security of 2020. Titus, we both have Simply Safe, right? It's amazing. We do.
0: I had Simply Safe in my house in Ohio. I got rid of it because I was moving to a a dumpy apartment in LA, um, and then Simply Safe dropped the bag, hooked me up. They said you got you got to get your Simply Safe back, and I was like so appreciative of that. So now. um I thought I had a good security system with Moses. As it turns out, golden retrievers not great at security, not great yes. at all. Uh, so it's, it's, it was very welcome. Thank you, Simply Safe. For, yes, uh, the, for us
1: back up. thank you, Simply Safe for protecting both Titus and Moses. And right now, when you head to simplysafe.com/titus, our listeners hey. will get free shipping and a sixty-day risk-free trial. That's slash titus to make sure they know that our show sent you from Simply Safe, and all us here wishing you safety and good health moving forward. Back to the podcast. You want to start. Do you want to
0: yes. do honorable mentions? Should we wait till after to do our honorable mentions?
1: I think afterwards we we do them uh, okay. for our honorable right. mentions. But first I want to do, so we're going to start like five and then count down to our number yeah, one. Yeah. Five,
0: five countdown to one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and these again, like for the people that are asking what these rules are, here are the rules. These are ours. These are mine. These are my top fictional basketball players. Top five. Not anyone else's. Not what I think is the actual hmm. list. That is. Did you, do,
0: did you do a starting five, by the way, just for clarity? Is this like an actual starting five or no? No, this is not a,
1: this is just five guys. This is like all-star for me. I just want five guys on the floor. You I want to five you know?
0: I mean we are in the positionless era of basketball. <laughs> uh, Tom Crean invented that at the Maui Invitational this year. So, um I think uh I think you're good in that regard, but honestly
1: I was gonna... as I look at my team, it is a very uh new age team, which is like it's all guards. It's basically all guards and uh <laughs> I'm it's Villanova. I this is this is my J Wright uh top 5 fictional basketball player J Wright lineup. Uh, number five for me is a guy that I think gets forgotten in the fictional basketball world. He's in a movie that you know a lot of people would say, oh, that's the guy that you would put if you were going to pick that movie. And I say no to that. And that is Coffee Black from Semi-Pro, played by Andre 3000, uh, Andre Benjamin. Uh, let me just say, he's a great basketball player. He invents the alley-oop in this movie. Uh, he gets to go to the NBA and have a fruitful career, I think, with the Spurs, if I remember correctly. So I'm sure he won a title in the NBA. Um, and it, for some reason, everyone talks about Jackie Moon in that movie. Jackie Moon was not good at basketball he if was you watch that no. movie, and uh, it annoys me when people are like, how do you not include Jackie Moon? It's like, Jackie Moon is literally like, throw me the ball in the post. I don't like it. Toss it back out. We, <laughs> we, all, we all remember that scene, which means he's not good at basketball. What, what are you talking about? Coffee Black is good, uh, and he is number five on my top five list.
0: It's like Isaac Haas. He was uh, Jackie moon was Isaac Haas. Oh,
1: or, or I mean, he's Chris Lang. I mean, like <laughs> it's even worse. That's a
0: good pick. Okay. Uh, my number five is Airbud. bud. Um, Ooh. he, you know, listen, I, I have a golden retriever as, as most friends of the program know, uh, Moses. So I, I'm impartial there. Like I, 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 I'm partial to golden retrievers. I mean, there, <laughs> um, so well, we'll start there, but I mean, if you break down the film, the actual Airbud tape tape, and, and, and really like dissect this game, the dude has one of the quickest releases we've ever seen in basketball. Like he doesn't even he doesn't even catch the ball. He literally never catches it. You pass yes. it to him, he's it's got a shot immediately. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely quick release. Um, <laughs> the quickest release of all time honestly uh, he never missed to my knowledge i'd have to rewatch the movie but i'm pretty sure he he shot 100% from the field when he was on the on the floor and yes yes 100% so the concerns you would have would be like is is he a good defender if you again if you go down if you go back and rewatch the tape he he does have a few great defensive plays so he's not just like a shooter he he can play he's a 3 and d guy for sure um and I mean, I would I would have him higher on the list. the The only concern I have is that he 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 was doing it against middle schoolers, and I just I I don't know if his game translates to the next level. Tate, <laughs> but what we saw from him in <laughs> an Airbud, especially, and and you know, like I know I know Buddy was trying to uh uh, and I, I don't I actually I actually don't know this. Were all the other Airbuds was it the was this supposed to be the same dog?
1: I think it was all like relatives of the original. It was Air Bud. relatives, okay. Because I yeah, was going it was like a passing of the baton. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Well, then that that makes me feel better. Because so I was gonna say he got a little distracted with like his his career. He, he was spread <laughs> a little too thin there with some of these other sports he was trying. Yeah. Uh, but no, if you go back and watch watch Airbud, Buddy was was. He's just an all-time. He, he literally never misses, and he has the quickest release. And I think you extrapolate that over the course of an eighty-two game NBA season. That is, it, my man's putting up numbers. So mm-hmm. uh, I got Air Bud at number five.
1: Yeah, I will say this. I mean, honorable mention. I had Air Bud as my honorable mention only for the fact that he was playing against middle schoolers. And I think at some point he was going to say, "Do I really love this game? Mm-hmm. Like, am I just a, am I a joke to all these people?" Well, no, it's fun.
0: Right now it's fun for him but when it becomes yeah. a business, you know, yes. can he still yes. do it? Like cuz as no. we know professional basketball is a business. It's no longer fun for those guys. So <laughs> um you know, can he do it night after night after night and can he handle the grueling schedule and can he fly across the country and, and all that kind of play at altitude? We we mm-hmm. still we still don't know that. Like can he play in Utah and Denver on a road trip? Mm-hmm. Like a back to back. Utah Denver I don't know, um, so that's why I'm at five. Otherwise, he'd probably be at number one if he answers some of those questions. So that's my that's my pick at number
1: five. I I totally see like the thirty for thirty on Air Bud. That's uh, him getting distracted by other things, and and it's like these dark shots, dark and ominous tones, and it's him like playing with toys at home. It's like too bad, buddy, didn't want to <laughs> go to the basketball facility on some day, like <laughs> chewing at, like a little like toy making noise squeak toy. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, all right, number four on my list. Um, you know him. As Bow Wow. I know him as Lil Bow Wow. Uh, He's Calvin Cambridge, and it's like Mike. And uh, like Mike came out when I was about 12 years old. And it was right about the right time for me. Uh, it was a great story about the orphanage. He gets the shoes. He gets to play for the NBA team, and it's basically like the Clippers is, is basically the team he's playing for. He balls out. We got all the scenes with AI. There's there's some great NBA. Vince Carter's in the movie. There's some great NBA scenes in there, uh, which are amazing. And I'll be honest. Balled.
0: I've never seen it, but I because I feel like I already saw it without yeah. having seen it. Um, yes. Exactly. Is it basically basically like he has magic shoes? It's like basically rookie of the year, except Mm -hmm. instead of having the broken arm, he has magic shoes. Yes. Am I understanding that correctly?
1: Well, and the shoes are like, basically like get struck by lightning on like a, you know, you know, uh, a telephone wire or whatever. And then he goes and gets them, drops down. He's like, never going to get adopted. He's got, you know, friends in the orphanage with him, but you know, me and orphanage, you know, whatever liaison, whatever they call that person. Uh, And, Basically, he gets the shoes, balls out, goes and does like a little fan thing, makes all these shots, and then dunks, even though he's like five foot nothing. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Everyone's like, what? And then he gets signed by the NBA team as like a, you know, and everyone thinks it's like a sideshow, but then he's actually on the team. And it's 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 actually inside, you know, an NBA team is kind of cool. Can
0: I guess what NBA team he gets signed by? Because I, I honest to God don't know. And but I'm fake, trying to guess what the, the his team the is. Team,
1: it's like the LA what? Stampedes or something oh, like that. Man. I can't remember. But, but every other team is real. So he goes up against like Allen Iverson and he goes up against like Vince Carter. Like the games are real. And it's like actually like real, like, they're calling the games they're like in in Cambridge you know bang you know it's crazy uh but he balls out he's number four on my list
0: bow wow like really got into the role like he he he, he it took him he some is. adjusting like after the after they were done shooting like he really honestly thought he was one of the best basketball players in the world and uh Coming back down to earth was stuff for Bow Wow. It
1: was a tough adjustment. <laughs> no, so. let me tell you this. When I knew Bow Wow was having a tough time, he started hosting 106 in Park. I used to watch it on BET, and then it was like, and now we got Shad Moss, and I was like, that's Bow Wow. <laughs> but he was Shad Moss now. Now he's back to Bow Wow. So, so you're saying that
0: going by your name, because some guys got like, you know, Dwayne Johnson or Curtis mm-hmm. Jackson, like mm-hmm. they're going by their name because they are so successful that they've, they've, outgrown their identity is Mm-mm. the rock and 50 cent no no no
1: what they've done mark titus is they've gotten they got in the middle of their names Dwayne the rock okay. johnson curtis 50 cent jackson shad bow wow moss it never happened <laughs> never happened, <laughs> never
0: happened. I, think, I think the mistake you made was going by little bow wow at first you can't be a yes. little um i mean i guess it's worked okay for little wayne but even then it's kind of not. It's <laughs> for, not. From it's my not. perspective, I, I'm a big time Lil Wayne hater, as you know. Tate, that <laughs> the man turned me off for rap music forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Drake brought me back. God's playing, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, Drake.
0: Uh, I think I think throwing Lil in there at first was a big mistake. Like your your career can only be for a certain number of years, and you can't be like 53 year old guy with little it,
1: it, it, it happens with the young crowd as well like young jeezy yeah. G- he just yeah, dropped yeah. it now yeah. he goes by jeezy the same thing will happen with young thug he'll just be thug that's <laughs> the thing with Wayne. like with wayne and thug you can't just be like thug, thug. you can't with be wayne. thug so yeah, you gotta looks-
0: figure something else out man yeah
1: exactly that's tough
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll figure that out on the next podcast all right who's number four like-
0: my number four i had the uh the uh the tandem of billy hoyle and sydney Ooh. dean um mm and but, but i gotta pick one uh from white men can't jump um i think i'm going billy hoyle and it, it, it's tough but i mm. think i think billy hoyle is better in the movie I th- like he beats <laughs> billy beats sydney in the shooting contest mm-hmm. uh he he also like he's he's just better throughout the entire movie like when sydney tries to stab him in the back he's still like almost he's still like balling out um Basically, the one thing that Sidney had on him the entire movie was that Billy couldn't dunk. He couldn't jump. Exactly. He had no athleticism. And at the end of the movie, he does dunk. So I, I feel like all the questions about who the better player are are answered with the with Billy dunking at the end. Um, but beyond all that, uh, Woody Harrelson could actually play a little bit and Wesley Snipes, the, the actors themselves. Wesley Snipes apparently sucks at basketball and sucks mm. at like all things sports. <laughs> so uh, I'm giving the nod to Billy Hoyle in that regard. But it was kind of, I had them down as a tandem and I was going to try to figure out which one. And I think, uh, I think I'm think i going to settle on Billy Hoyle. Well
1: you, know, well, you know that's great because I have as my number three Sidney Dean. And well, there uh, you the, go. <laughs> the, the, the reason I have Sidney Dean is because I felt like every single time, I feel like the movie is weighted in Billy Hoyle's favor in the sense, like you said, it's a shooting contest, which is, you know, historically, historically, Billy Hoyle's gonna win that one based on what they're trying to portray. Well, why, in this why, movie. What do you mean
0: historically? What do you, we, what are you
1: to say? <laughs> he's a he's a white shooter, you know okay. what I mean? Exactly, <laughs> historically. And then you know we got the whole dunk It's Like they, you can't dunk the whole movie. So I'm like, Sidney Dean doesn't get enough credit for the fact that like he's a bulldog out there. Like he's the one that like basically is able to get these games going. And I think it, the you know push, push comes to shove, Billy Hoyle doesn't have the confidence out there without knowing that Sidney really has his back. So I gave it to Sidney at
0: three. Why well, I men can't jump. Feels like a movie that people would say couldn't be made today, but a hundred percent still could be made today. But like, I could just see, I could just see people talking about that movie and being like, Oh man, you couldn't make that today. And, and and then the rest of society is like, shut the hell up. Yes, you could.
1: <laughs> Quick, Wesley Snipes story. Uh, one time in my past, uh, as a podcast producer, he wanted to come on to defend what you just said about him not being a good basketball player. He wanted to go and, and give his side of the story, basically. And then he just he never responded after. Like that was like the initial email he reached out was like his people were like Wesley wants to come on to talk about this. He was actually better at basketball than people were willing to claim. I don't know if he's just been. Pra- I, I like to think that since that has come out, he's just been practicing, like waiting for someone to like <laughs> get out there and show it to us, like battle the network st- network stars. Wesley, Wesley come Snipes.
0: on, come on, come on this show. Let's buy. Uh, we should buy counter programming against es ESPN showing the NBA guys playing horse. <laughs> yes. You you versus Wesley Snipes on FS1 at the exact same time <laughs> as the NBA guys playing horse. <laughs> quarantined Tate Frazier versus Quarantined Wesley Snipes playing horse.
1: I have like a little small hoop, like in the corner of my room. And if it's if it's like a hoop inside your house, and it's me versus Wesley Snipes, I'm a hundred percent in. That's a that's a fact. Uh, all right, number two for me on the list of top five fictional. Wait, basketball. wait, you're at number two. I didn't even do my number three. You just did your number three. I thought number three was uh, Billy Hoyle. Oh no, that no, that was, was number four. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. Sorry about that. You're number my three. number three
0: is Neon Boudreau uh, from Blue oh. Chips, the, the Shaq character. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, he. If we're doing analytics, he's he's probably number one because like every time he touches the ball, he dunks it in the movie, basically. Um, <laughs> which is just very he, he must have mm-hmm. I, I he he was a Doka Azabuke out there, just <laughs> trust step dunking on everybody. Um but he 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 felt a little one-dimensional to me, so I, I had to bump him down a couple spots. He's number three. Uh I, I'm pretty sure he did not miss a single shot the entire movie. Also, Shaq so I went up and I looked, so the, the blue chips came out in February of 94 and during the 1993, 94 season, Shaq averaged 29, 13 and 2.4 assists in the NBA. So that basically like that guy is playing division one college basketball. I, I mm-hmm. just, in my mind, I just put like that. That's the, neon is Shaq. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's literally played by Shaq. So, uh, Shaq averaged in twenty nine and thirteen. I figured you throw him in, in college basketball. Uh, he he's just destroying everybody. Um, he has the dunk at the very end of the movie. He dunks on number one Indiana at the buzzer to beat, to beat IU Tate and uh, the Bobby final, Hurley's IU team. by yeah, the way. Yeah, Bobby Hurley's in. Yeah. uh he kind of you can make the argument that he ended Bob Knight's career because um, this was Bob Knight never went to a Final Four again after Neon Boudreaux dunked all over IU's face. <laughs> at the buzzer. So uh, yeah, those, th- those are some of the, the, the bullet points I had written down for neon, but he's, he's my number three.
1: I love that. And it's funny because as I was going through this list, I, I had him as like uh, one of my candidates and I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't want to do blue chips because, you know, we mm-hmm. already have the friends of the program thing. People, you know, I was like, is it too close? People know we like blue chips. we talked about it before, but then also if you don't have neon on the list, then you're wrong. So yeah. we needed that. So I appreciate that. All right. Number two on my list Uh <laughs> He honestly, there was like three MJ's in my life that I loved at one time, uh, and one of them was Michael J. Fox, and uh, he is Scott Howard in Teen Wolf, and uh, he's number two on my list. And let me just tell you, as someone uh, growing up watching movies from the '80s and the '90s, because that's what we did in North Carolina, Teen Wolf was one of my favorite movies. Styles was one of my favorite characters. It was the dream of everyone to go to your basket, to high school, be on your basketball team, have these amazing moments. You know, live this, just like Indiana and North Carolina. We we have similar high school basketball uh, lineage and stories and, and and moments. And Teen Wolf's all about that. And uh, when Teen Wolf is on the court, he's basically unstoppable. When he's not on the court, it's mm-hmm. egregious. It's it's some of the worst basketball scenes actually you will ever see if you really watch the movie. Um, it's so bad uh, that it's almost like a joke. It's like a play. It's mm-hmm. like it's like it's like a live like Broadway play, and they're playing basketball. Um, but Scott Howard's still beautiful within it. Uh, he makes it. He makes the easy play. He makes the right plays. Makes the easy plays, um, and he makes the winning plays. And that's why he's number two on my list.
0: I will say for Blue Chips, uh, that th- that's a nod to Blue Chips. Is that I, th- I think Blue Chips might be the best mm-hmm. basketball movie in terms of like the actual sequence that, yes. or the, the actual plays happening in the film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It kind of helps that they got actual NBA players and <laughs> actual like high major division one players to, uh, to, to be in the movie. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what make blue chips. Also. Uh, I, I did not have Teen Wolf on my list. Uh, I felt okay. like it's, it's hard to separate the two. Cause like, who are you <laughs> picking here? Are you picking, what's his name? Scott, right? Scott Howard. Yeah. Scott Howard. Yeah. Are you picking Scott or are you picking the wolf? Are we picking,
1: you're it, picking the wolf. You're picking okay. the wolf. You're picking a Pat. It's, Package deal. In the same way that you have, you know, Billy Hoyle and Cindy Dean, this okay, is, okay. I have Scott Howard slash the Wolf.
0: <laughs> That's it. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I, I like it. Um, my number two uh, might be surprising to you, Tate. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see it here in a second. Um, but I, I, before I get, I get to the pick, I want to say my – so to this point, I've been ranking guys just based on their, like – you measure their impact just based on, like, what they're doing on the actual court and, and what we see from them on the court. My, two, my, two, my number one and my number two guys both had to be number one and number two for me because they are, are, there's real-life consequences. To they are so good that they trigger real-life consequences uh, with people. So I'm going to preface that by saying that, and I'm going to say my number two is Jimmy Chitwood. Um, and the reason – listen, Neon Boudreau is, is a much better basketball player than Jimmy Chitwood. There's no doubt about that. But Jimmy Chitwood <laughs> was not playing for Hickory Tate. Mm -hmm. The entire town, literally the entire town, every single person in this town, they called a town hall meeting to fire the head basketball coach. And the only way that the head basketball coach saved his job was because Jimmy Chitwood said, I'll play on the team. Mm -hmm. That man has a ton of power. I know it was small town Indiana, so it's not like, you know, we're not talking like big legislation here, but still like this, this went beyond like, like the stuff you're willing to do off the court to get this guy to, to have him play speaks volumes uh, as far as I know, Neon did not garner that much attention. He was not, uh, he was just getting, what, what did, what did Neon get in blue chips? I forget. Did he get the, uh, Penny's mom got the house. Uh, Ricky. Yeah, that was Rick. Uh, uh, the white Wasn't he, the he, was,
1: he was in the military base, right? When he could, they yeah, come. did he just get the cash? I forget. I, think, I haven't seen I, that
0: movie in a couple years.
1: I think the cash.
0: Yeah. I have to rewatch it. People are yelling at us. Like, how can you love blue chips and not remember what Shaq got?
1: Um, but uh uh Jimmy blame the quarantine. I've been watching too many other things. I, I, got, I got so much stuff fresh. In my mind. together.
0: I, I, watched, <laughs> yeah, I watched the scheme and it like blended in with the the storyline. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Jimmy Chitwood. He's on my list for that reason. Without Jimmy Chitwood, Hickory is is garbage. Um, he joined the team. They won the state title. Uh, and he's got the purest. The other the other thing I would say, Tate, is that Jimmy Chitwood. The reason I put him above Neon, um, even though Neon's probably a better player, is that Jimmy Chitwood's legacy, um that one guy has sparked like an entire identity for an entire state, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the Pacers literally wear Hickory jerseys. <laughs> the Indiana Pacers in sanctioned NBA games wear jerseys to say Hickory because Hoosiers matters so much to people of Indiana that the Pacers pay uh, homage to uh, the movie Hoosiers. So in that regard, Jimmy's influence is much, much greater than Dion. So I had to put him above Neon.
1: Yeah, but but he's not number one. But he's not number one. He's not number one. But I also appreciate that because again, Jimmy Chitwood is not on my list. But that was because again, I have a. uh, I grew up with a disdain because, like you said, Indiana is the hoop state because of that movie, because of Jimmy Chitwood. They are the originators of this whole thing. So Mm -hmm. I I always just had, you know, I was like, ah, whatever, Hoosiers, I get it. (laughs) But I like Jimmy Chipwood, and he's a he's a primetime player, as Dick Vitale would yell into our ears if he were on this program.
0: Smooth Jay too.
1: He's got the not yeah. only did like his play. whole
0: his whole storyline reflect Indiana well, just his the guy his actual shooting form is very Indiana, which I always
1: appreciate as well. Mm-hmm. All so. right. Finally, my number one on my list, which is uh my favorite basketball movie outside of the animated world and outside of uh, my favorite basketball player being able to be a star in it because there was a little technicality where I thought maybe I could put it as my number one top five fictional basketball players, Michael Jordan. Because again, <laughs> he did play, he did play, you know, in, in the Looney Tune world. You know what I mean? Like, so he, he played in Looney Tune land. So I don't know. But anyways, my actual number one is uh, from He Got Game and it's Jesus Shuttlesworth. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason he is my number one is because one in the movie, the best basketball, the best basketball player ever on the planet says, and I quote, the name of the movie. He got game. Michael Jordan says that in the movie about Jesus Shuttlesworth. He sees <laughs> him play. He goes, he got game. And you talked about Hoosiers representing Indiana. I think he got game in Big State, which is where Rick Fox, aka Chick Deegan, is giving the tour to Jesus Shuttlesworth, and he's showing him, you know, this is what it's like to go a big public university. These are the highlights. It's what it's like to be a big man on campus. Um, I think North Carolina identifies with that at some level. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's the full level, but Spike Lee would say it was the full level. And uh, for that, for me, for that movie, I enjoyed watching it from that point of view and seeing the uh, the real journey for someone that is a Jesus Shuttlesworth and then have his father, Jake, who's played by Denzel Washington. That game at the end when they play each other, mm. uh, I, I, it's, such a, it's such a great game, such a great moment, such a great movie. And uh, I feel like that story and that character got kind of solidified as... One of the best basketball players in fictional land, because Jordan goes, "Oh, he got game."
0: Yeah, That's there's the that. The there's there's also his name is literally Jesus, which yes, uh,
1: you know we, we, little, we got, little little on the
0: nose, but a little too on the nose, yeah, a little too on the nose, but I like I like the direction they're going with it. Um, my number one is also Jesus Shuttlesworth. We're in agreement, Tate. I had Jesus listed, uh, and. Yes much like Jimmy Chitwood got the entire town of Hickory to band together, um, to, to, and then saved, uh, uh, his coach's job. Um, Jesus Shuttlesworth, like think about this for a second. Mm -hmm. The governor of New York basically let a murderer out of prison (laughs) all to get Jesus Shuttlesworth to go to his alma mater. Like that was how good Jesus Shuttlesworth was. Uh, that's all I really need to know. Like, I don't really need to see the movie. I have seen the movie. I've seen it many mm-hmm. times, but um, <laughs> if you just told me that right there, I'm like, all right, that guy, that has to be a great basketball player for, for that to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. And that that's pretty much it. That's the only point I wanted to make with this is that Jesus Shuttlesworth <laughs> got the governor of New York. His his father, you said Denzel Washington, Jake, Jake played by Denzel yes. Washington. Yeah. Murders his mom mm-hmm. like, accidentally, but I mean, at the same that's time on still. purpose. Yes. Yeah. Pushed yeah. her on purpose, killed yes. her accidentally. Uh, he's in prison for killing, his wife. Yes.
1: And he gets the out. governor
0: of the state yeah. says, I will let you out. If you can get your son to come play one year of college basketball, was that the deal? Uh, just any college, just sign a letter of intent period. Um, mm-hmm. that's insane. That's absolutely insane. And and speaks to how good he was. So, uh, he has to be my number one at that point.
1: And it also speaks to the fact that like the hyperbole of college basketball could get to that level and people still be like, yeah, that's believable.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah, like what is is, is this? Uh, would this even be the most egregious <laughs> instance of like
1: politics
0: no. seeping into college basketball? I don't even think it would be. I, no, I mean this is yeah.
1: <laughs> if you just if that was a true story and Ray Allen's name was Jesus Shuttlesworth and this was a real story, yeah. Ray Allen would probably be the biggest star in basketball still to this day. You know, yeah. he would be on TV every other day. And we'd right. be talking to him, asking him stories. Tell us about that game with your dad one more time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so your, your top five were, uh, Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth at one, uh, Scott Howard slash Teen Wolf at two, Sydney yes. Dean at three, yes, Helen Cambridge at four, Coffee Black at five. Yes. I had, uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth at one. I had, um, um, Jimmy Chitwood at two. I had Neon Bedreau at three, Billy Hoyle at four and Buddy, AKA Airbud at five. Um, which, you know. I still stand by. I think uh, everybody, what, what are the honorable mentions? what do you have on your list? Cause I had, a, I had a lot of the ones that you had on your list. Um, yes. I had Scott. So I had a PED list and this is, I had a list of guys that I felt like could be on there, but I felt like they were using PEDs. One of them was Scott. One of them was Scott Howard. Okay. I felt like the wolf was yes. like, a PED. I felt like uh, mm-hmm. if you, if you take away his, <laughs> his abilities with the wolf, I know the plays the last game, as himself, and as they, himself, yes, he yeah. has the
1: confidence. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, you do like a whole, a whole big picture thing when he's not the wolf. I'm not really. I don't know if that's enough for me to crack the top five. So I felt like the wolf was clearly PEDs. I mean, it's clearly something's going on there. I had uh, Kenny Tyler from Six Man. I felt like his <laughs> the ghost of his brother was also PEDs. <laughs> I felt I, like he's a good player, but like having your brother helping you out, having your the ghost like guide the ball into the the basket. PED stuff. Um, I had the entire Tune Squad listed, uh but <laughs> Michael Secret stuff also PEDs. PEDs, uh, f- yeah, 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 that's PEDs. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lola, I, Lola Bunny is was yeah. on my honorable mention list. Yeah, honorable mention list. But shoes. they're
0: on PEDs. I don't want them to be busted. Uh, yeah, yeah. and then I had I had the guys on the, the the basketball game from Flubber, but they also had mm. uh, PEDs. and putting the Flubber on your shoes. That wow. is wow. Uh, that's some 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 trickery going on there. So um. Airbud, as you might remember, Tate, there's no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. So uh, that's on the up and up. That's above board. That one's good. But those are some of my honorable mentions.
1: And uh, yeah, my last one, I guess, is PDs as well. Joanna Man. Uh, and I think that's also yeah. PDs because that's WNBA. <laughs> so um, I think if you really look at the list, it was really uh, everyone that we didn't list had some sort of reason. And I didn't do blue chips just because it was too close to the vet. It was too, and, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I did. A, I had Will Smith listed too, but then I went back and watched the tape on him uh, from, from Fresh Prince. Um, I went back and watched the tape. I don't even think he was playing basketball. I don't even think it's fair to call what that was, <laughs> basketball. I mean, they're playing on a tiny court. Mm. Uh, the backboards are like from the 1920s. They're not even rectangular. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, and then he literally there, – there's the one play where they – on the opening tip, they, he, he's jumping center. They throw the ball up. He jumps up, catches it, pump fakes from half court, or just does a double pump from half court and makes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I'm watching that and I'm saying, this is not basketball. Whatever this is, is not basketball. He's great at it. I will give him that tip of the cap. If we were doing like a list of best athletes, maybe I'm putting him on there because he was very dominant, but uh, that's not basketball. And then the last uh, fictional basketball player I had on my list as an uh, honorable mention was George Mikan. Mm yeah <laughs> Who, uh, I've heard great things uh, I'm not sure he's a real guy uh, but I mean think do about it do the him. drill do the <laughs> drill he has a drill name have you ever seen a, a George Mike and highlight tape ever in the history of
1: well that, honestly that's what I was going to say I feel like the people that were writing for Fresh Prince or like the set design team they watch like Wilt Chamberlain highlights they're like this is what basketball is and it was Wilt Chamberlain towering over everyone just like tipping the ball to himself like dunking like he was like <laughs> and they're like yeah. So Wills has got to play on like a miniature size court, I guess. I don't know. It's got to look like this. This is basketball. I feel like that's what it was because uh, he was also a consideration for mine. And then I was like, it's not, it, it can't count. It just yeah. can't count. <laughs> oh, there it
0: is. That was, that was good. Um. Yeah. All right. Cool. Who else? Uh. Yeah. I, I think that's it. That's uh, Yeah. That's all I have on my list. All right. Good stuff. Perfect. Tate. We did it. Uh, we what did else it. we got?
1: Well, we have a dirty, we laundry. dirty laundry. Yeah, let's do it. You let's, do that? Uh, All right. Yeah, let's. Uh, cool. This is go time. This is game time. This is uh, dirty laundry time. This is a segment that is near and dear to our heart, and we finally have people sending in good stories. Uh, yeah, we
0: have. I think we. Let me count them up. We have one, two, three, three. We just have three, but these oh, are th- these are three good ones. These are three good ones. Um, I read over them before the show here, and uh, I'm excited about these. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Number one. I worked for the athletic department for a Blue Blood basketball school and lived with the basketball team manager. The coaches approached us in the spring about taking in one of the players who was wearing out his welcome in the athlete dorms, mostly due to weed. We had an open room with furniture in it while our other roommate student taught in another city, so it worked out fine. We were to keep an eye on him, and they'd find a new spot for him after summer workouts. It was a strange few months living with him, but nothing too crazy. We, uh, we weren't there when he moved out, but when our fourth roommate got home, he found that player X. Had broken into his room and taken his dresser and dumped out all of his belongings on the floor. When asked about it, Player X played dumb. All the while he started the season <laughs> posting career best numbers and shooting lights out. The joke became that the dresser was magic, so we'd let it be. <laughs> My roommate eventually stopped finding it funny and demanded it back. We texted Player X while the team was on the road and told him we knew he had it and we were going to get it we were going to go get it from his house. He finally admitted it and was cool about it. Uh, So we went and got the treasure after we took the dresser back his shooting slumped he was suspended and eventually (laughs) was run off the team uh, then quote declared for the draft he's since been in the G League and dealt with some arrest cementing the legend of the dresser if he if we had let him keep it maybe my alma mater would have another title. That's like like Mike. That is the plot of like Mike too, isn't it? It's yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes, the dresser are the shoes, basically, in this situation. I mean, that's a. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of names that came to mind as uh, as I was working through the plug, the programs, and the players. And uh, wow, should have kept that dresser. I think I remember that run because I remember he changed numbers, and I was like, wow, this guy is he's got it going now. This is something else. And so then all of a sudden it was all gone, and it was a good. Yo, you the know dresser. the story. I think I know who it was. Honestly, oh, really? I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the name. It was
0: that that email was signed Tate. So, I don't oh. know. <laughs> shout out Tate for sending that one in. Yeah, um, all right, the the, the next one. Uh, I was a manager at a major D1 school during a period when we won a national championship. One year we had a a one and done grad, a done and one. Oh, I see what he did there. A done and one grad transfer come onto the team. Excuse me. And for classes, he enrolled in the basic program that all of our grad transfers did. One day in one of his classes, he was writing answers on the whiteboard for a group exercise when one of his group members suggested self-esteem as an answer. This was all well and good until the player spelled it self, S-E-L-F, then uh, A, just the letter A, and then steam, S-T-E-A-M.
1: <laughs> self-esteem. Self-esteem.
0: Self-esteem.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a product that you would get like on uh like any like QVC or one of these channels or something like or Shark Tank, you know. Sounds I mean? like like here's your self-esteem and like steams you, but it says something nice like you're steaming your clothes. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have a good day today.
0: Keep in mind this man now has degrees from not one but two schools. Great look for the NCAA as always. So uh yeah, a grad tra- this this man already possessed a degree. He had an undergraduate degree when he wrote he spelled self-esteem. Self a steam. Fantastic. We've all been there. I think we've all had dumb moments, right? When we've we'll uh,
1: mm-hmm. know
0: about that dumb, but um mm-hmm.
1: I, think right. that, I think that's one of those people where you're just like, you should type. Yeah. You should type and you should you should edit. Go that's a it.
0: guy yeah that's a guy who grew up with spell check on his <laughs> yeah. just like never had to worry about spelling or carrying because you just type and then yeah the, yeah. the red line pops up you, you right click it and fix it and move on a guy
1: never they never had t9 word or mm-hmm. a palm pilot or anything that had to like actually like he was just yeah. like i just won't use that word you know what i mean because yeah. some words you're just like that's <laughs> just, just not for just me like yeah you're like discombobulated like want to say it can't what type was, it now
0: what was the hardest word for you to spell like when you're in school
1: I'm trying to think. Not, like, not in
0: college. I mean, like in elementary was. There, like, that's what I was
1: trying to think. Like in sixth yeah. grade, like what am I? What was I texting on T T nine that I was? When like, I was when months? I was in second grade, I
0: remember getting tripped up on balloon because I didn't believe that there was a double L. I used to always spell it with one L. And then license really messed me up. Mm-hmm. License still kind of yeah. messes
1: me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It's words like that where S C
0: E N. You know, yeah. those got me. This week on uh, Spelling Bee. But time is <laughs> all right. Last one. Uh, I am a student at a Blue Bud school, not, and then in parentheses, not NC State level prominence, but still some hype. Ooh, I like the shout out to NC State. NC State mm, fans will love that. Big week. During my freshman fall, I was required to take a freshman only seminar course. There were a variety of courses offered that satisfied the requirement, but we all knew which one was the easiest. I walked in on the first day and I was greeted by two of our freshman five stars sitting in the back two seats of a ridiculously small classroom. I sat next to them and got a chance to talk to them. Uh, I, I, I got a chance to talk to them, uh, mostly hoops, he says in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to the morning of our midterm a few months later, and I'm headed to class from the dining hall. As I'm walking, I hear behind me, hey, Slime, wait up. Player number one is hustling to catch up to me. He, he asked, hey, you study for this test or whatever? I responded, eh, a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be too bad. This was mostly an attempt to not sound like a nerd in front of the future NBA draft pick. But also the truth, because this class was actually really super easy. He, he grinned and he said, all right, uh, sit next to us when we get in there. So we walk into the rest of the way to class together and I was conflicted. On the one hand, I didn't really have a history with cheating, but I felt a deep calling to my school's basketball program <laughs> as if this was the ultimate fan move, becoming a martyr for our championship hopes. After some brief internal dialogue, I thought, screw it and came to terms with my mission. The professor arrives, we all shuffle into class. We take our seats, and for the first time all semester, I sit in between player number one and player number two. If this wasn't obvious enough of a red flag for our professor, just wait. She handed out the test, and we began. We had an hour and a half for the exam. By the one-hour mark, the entire class had turned in their exams and exited the room, just leaving just myself and the two players remaining. <laughs> for an entire 30 minutes in our new seating arrangement, I was sliding my exam from side to side, flipping pages and repeating. Uh, I would hold up my exam in the air to triple and quadruple check my answers thinking, yep, those answers I put down 45 minutes ago still haven't changed. (laughs) I I went through the test over and over, erasing and rewriting answers to make sure they were legible, ensuring that there were no discrepancies in our answers. From my perspective, our scheme could not have been any more obvious, but our professor, bless her heart, must have felt a similar call-in to our basketball program and said nothing. <laughs> this one's actually signed Tate as well. well oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with only minutes to spare in the testing period, the two of them got up to turn in their exams, and after waiting a respectful amount of time, I followed. I left the room feeling simultaneously fulfilled and guilty, justifying it in my mind once again as the responsibility of a true fan. Fast forward once again to a week later, and our professor hands back the exams in class. Not to weird brag, but I got a 96. And he puts in (laughs) parentheses, again, this class could not be easier. Hmm. As class ends and we file out of the room, player number one yells at me, bro, he runs up next to me and throws his arm around my shoulders and says, thanks for the help, little slime, you're big time. He then proudly flashes his graded graded exam next to me and circled in big red red (laughs) writing at the top of the page is 78%. (laughs) is 78%. <laughs> so the guy got a 96 and the, the dude cheated off of him. <laughs> Looking at every single answer he wrote down, still got a 78. That's fantastic. and
1: let's let's be honest. All I can imagine this is like a you know like a, a class where you have to like actually work, work out and show your work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just like it's like half there. It's like half answers. You know what just I mean? Give like, me yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like, give me the yeah. answer. Yeah, just give me the answer. They're like, sure, sure, that's the answer. Uh, speaking of, uh, I my only like example of that is my freshman year, I had Drama 116 and Gio Bernard, who was on the football team, was in my class, and I was like, Four star running back. You know, this is like, I want to be friends with this guy. Like, so I was talking to him super nice. Like, and for the first test, I sat next to him because I was like, you know, he can look at my test if he needs to. And then he thought I was going to try to cheat off him. So he was like, (laughs) he was like blocking me out. And I was like, this is the funniest thing in the world. Like, I'm sitting next to this guy trying to be like, you could, you could look at my test. And then you got a better grade than me. I was like, what'd you go to the test? He's like, 94. I was like, I got an 84. So that's my North Carolina story. I tried to help the programs and they were smarter than me. So I was like, okay, I'm just sitting. I That's said fantastic. This my uh,
0: my my one story, I think I've told this on on some iteration of our pod was uh, I remember going into the dorm um across the hall. M- me and one of the managers, our freshman year, uh, room together across the hall was Greg, Mike, uh, David Lighty, and Daquan Cook, who were all four mm-hmm. freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, their dorm was right across the hall, and I would go over there and uh just hang out with those guys always because you know whatever. And I remember going in one time, just walking across and and in their kitchen on the table was a paper that Daquan had written for a class, for an English class. And it he got a zero percent and it was circled. And there was a note that said, This isn't even what the topic was about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as like <laughs> he, he wrote he wrote an entire paper and it was like you were supposed to be writing about like, I don't know, the 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 model T and how it changed mm. Manufacturing forever, and he wrote it like about some Russian dictator or something. <laughs> they were like, "You're not even close to the topic at hand, DaQuan." Zero for, uh,
1: for the record, DaQuan Cook. Like, like this 2K tournaments going on right now, and like all these players are playing 2K against each other. If you had the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2009 or something like that, when DaQuan Cook was on that team and he was in the corner, never misses. Every single time, <laughs> like it's literally the, if you want to play with the Thunder back then it was like either you had Westbrook or Durant, it was just like drive and then you just kick to the corner as Daquan Cook, and it's wet every single Daquan
0: time. Daquan was the greatest eighth grade <laughs> basketball player of all time, not the greatest eighth grade basketball player I've ever seen. He was the greatest of all time. There's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind. The eighth grade LeBron versus eighth grade Daquan Cook, Daquan would have beat him. Daquan was so <laughs> Daquan was catching it off the glass and going between his legs in eighth grade. He was like six mm-hmm. five. I've told the story too. I told you, Greg, and I have told you about this where uh. The we were playing in a tournament in uh, um, Fort Wayne and it was, we had like a, I, I think I've told this many times. It was like a 8am tip off in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm, yes. um, yeah. 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 It, it was the night after Daquan's prom <laughs> and we're supposed to tip off at eight and it's like eight ten, and Daquan's nowhere to be found. And, uh, you know, I, we're, we're delaying it as much as we can because he's one of our starters. Obviously he's, he's maybe our best player at the time. Cause Greg mm-hmm. is kind of like figuring out his coordination as he's growing and everything. Uh, So we're waiting on Daquan to get there. Finally, uh, coach who's Mike Conley's dad turns to me and he's like, Mark, you're just gonna start for Daquan. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I was I'm not ready for this. Like it's (laughs) 8 a.m. and I've it 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 takes me a while to get loose and I like coming off the bench and getting into the flow thing. All that (laughs) coach, I I need a lather. I need a lather, coach. (laughs) It takes me a whole process. I was like, all right, well, at the same time I have Greg Oden and Mike Conley on my team. I I think we'll be okay. So I'm kind of walking out there. uh, and then as as I'm out there and like we're kind of trickling out onto the court to start the game. Uh, you hear Daquan like, hold up, and he's running into <laughs> the, the crowd. He's He's got his shoes like over his shoulder, and he's running into the refs like, all right, hold up, I'll throw your shoes on, whatever. So he throws his shoes on real quick. I come out. He goes in. Um, opening tip, Greg tips it back to Mike. Daquan just takes off running. Mike like takes two dribbles, basically throws an oop from half court. Daquan catches it and dunks it, like right out of the gate. Ten seconds into the game. That's what happens. Uh, five seconds into the game. They go down. The other team goes down, misses a shot. Daquan comes down, posts up off the block, takes like two <laughs> dribbles, backs down, does like a Hakeem shake, pivots baseline, fade away, nothing but net. And I'm looking like, at all my teammates on the bench like, who, what? What? <laughs> what just happened? Uh, ice cold off of his prom, drove, you know, like two or three hours, however long it is from Dayton to Fort Wayne to uh, uh, get to the game at 8 a.m. God knows how late he stayed up. You probably didn't even <laughs> get any sleep. No, And catching oofs and hitting fadeaways. And I was like, my God, I, I think that was the moment. I, that was where we were juniors. I think that was the moment I was like, I'm done with basketball forever. I think I'm just, I think I should just quit. Cause like if guys can do that when I'm like busting my ass and it took me, I warmed up for 45 minutes and I still wasn't warm enough to start the game. <laughs> and this dude did that.
1: Uh, that's my Daquan story. So I love Daquan. That's anyway. an amazing story. Uh, we need yeah. more of those. And those are great. I mean, those are the best dirty laundries we've had in a long time. So yeah.
0: Which one was your favorite? Should we give out a t-shirt?
1: Yeah, for the last one. I think the last, one. The
0: last one. Yeah, that's yeah I mean that's
1: one. That, I mean, especially with the professor, you know, just sitting there and understanding the fact that they're just obviously blatantly cheating and having to to, to fight their her own demons in that moment as well. Yeah. That's uh that's what college sports are all about.
0: That's that's exactly <laughs> if you're that is, that is college sports in a nutshell It's like cheating to help out the athletes. That's uh yeah, that's why the, that's why you were so upset when the North Carolina thing happened. You were like Rick Pitino when the North Carolina thing happened where you're like, yeah, of course we're doing it, but so is everyone else. Why are we the only ones going down for it?
1: <laughs> Anything else before we go? Uh, I just want to say we're, we're still waiting on uh, a game. We need to pick a game to do a uh, TNT yeah. classic on. So. I want to talk about that. Uh,
0: I I'm, I'm coming around on the idea. I I'll be honest. I, I, when the tournament was canceled immediately, I was like, cool, we'll just do some TNT classics. And then yeah. a couple of days passed and I was like, I don't really, it's too close. Like the tournament should still be going on. I don't want to watch old games. I kind of did the thing where I was whining on the show about like, I don't want to watch any basketball at all right now. I'm too hurt yeah. by it all. Um, and, then, and then it became a thing where I was like, everyone was everyone was watching these old games and like that kind of like took away from what makes them fun to me was mm-hmm. like kind of popping in in the summer and be like let's all watch this one game there's too many on it was like which one do we pick let's all do so my attitude was like just watch them all when they're on um i don't want to i don't want you and i to be like no 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 don't watch duke butler in t- 2010 watch this one instead mm-hmm. um so i thought we should like just step back and let it breathe but now I think I'm in a good position because I think they've stopped doing that, right? Like CBS isn't showing all the old games anymore, and um, maybe we could find one. And
1: yeah, I uh, feel like we uh, ready to they, do it. Yeah, they stopped with the tournament, right? So tonight is the night of the national championship. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's just say it, Florida State, you're the national champions, uh, and th- then we then we have it locked it in. Uh, that then now we're on to like you know the off season, quote unquote, so we can do the TNT Classics, and they're they're still the same vein that they always were, which is off season highlighting a game that we thought was great. And just going back to that moment. So I'm all in for that. Yeah. We to okay, figure well, out which ones we want to do.
0: Let's figure it out by Friday. Let's announce it on Friday and okay. then we'll um, yeah. And then we'll do, I mean, I know we've been kind of promising this for a while, but I, I think I'm, I'm actually ready to do that. I think it's a good idea now and we should all pick one and uh, yeah. And we should do it on Friday. We should announce it on Friday and then give people time to watch it. And then uh, we'll do it on maybe next Friday. Yeah. There you go. Next announce Friday. It on this Friday and then do it, do it on next th- Friday. Next Friday. All right. Friday
1: to Friday. Yeah. Perfect cool. deal. Is that it? We figured it out. Yeah. That's a, that's a podcast. That's Titus Tate. I can't wait. I,
0: I have uh, I have one shot I want to give. Uh, mm. I, Sam Vecini, our uh, friend of the program texted me this today. Uh, and <laughs> He just said it in all caps I was like, what the hell is this? It was a headline from the New York times. It says in a time of need, we turned to sister Jean. And it was an article about sister Jean and how she's consoling, Um, college basketball players about the coronavirus situation and it was in this moment that I realized it's a sweet story I mean she's she's a nun she's uh or whatever her official title actually is at school um and she's using her experience and her wisdom to to console people in a difficult time and all that but I realized (laughs) I have reached the point where I I can't help but laugh at at just like anything Sister Jean related Tate no matter what like I just read the headline I started laughing (laughs) That's where we've arrived. Is uh, You just mentioned Sister Jean in any capacity, and I think it's funny.
1: Just yeah. yeah. She, look, she's already offered her thoughts and prayers. This, I guess, is a continuance on those thoughts and prayers. We appreciate that. We love Sister Jean. We know that she lives for the headlines. We call but it's her good to see. It's, it's good, good to, see, to see she's back.
0: It's good to see the old gray lady, and I'm not talking about Sister Jean. I'm talking about the New York Times. Mm. Uh, mm. It's good to see that they are hurting for content just as bad as we are, that they're just like... <laughs>
1: Maybe we'll do a Sister Jean story two years so, later. Someone, someone call Sister Jean. Oh, my God. Please, <laughs> please get Sister Jean. What's she doing? It's like Katie Couric and Sister Jean. They're just like, please, please get them on the line. <laughs> Katie, top five quarantine movies now, please.
0: I had a, I had one more shout out. I wanted to shout out uh, uh, just out of nowhere, unrelated to everything, um, Gatorade. I wanted to shout them out. No free ads, I know, but um, how... I, I don't know what made me think of this. I think it's just quarantine brain. This came to mind. The ads that they used to do where the sweat was colored, Tate. Yes. Was that not like the most cutting edge technology? Did we take those for <laughs> granted? Like, think back on that. Like, wasn't that in the 90s? They would, yeah. you would see an ad of Early Michael is, is yeah, sweating yeah, yeah. orange.
1: Yes. Exactly. That's
0: insane. Like, if you really think about it, that's insane. And I wanted to shout out Gatorade because... In the middle of quarantine brain, uh, I was sleeping and uh, 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 I don't know, I like woke up and I thought about Gatorade. I thought like, holy shit, that is insane that they made a commercial in 1990 when you couldn't even get like, like, was the yellow line even a thing with football yet at that point? Mm,
1: no. <laughs>
0: Gatorade is making colored sweat. Oh my God. I wanted to shout out those commercials. Those were some of the coolest commercials and uh, the technology is, is I think it's taken for granted.
1: And I mean, let's just be quite honest. When you have Michael Jordan as your main guy and you're selling like however many thousands of millions of dollars of Gatorade every single year, you're like, yeah, we'll put $10 million into the budget. I think
0: that's what it was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how long
1: did it, what
0: was the budget for that thing? How no. long did it take to make it? But like- it, I,
1: it's It took three years for that uh, commercial to render and then they finally got it up. They, they signed I, Jordan in 87.
0: <laughs> I think that's what it was, is I've been, I've been watching like clips of all these old college basketball games and you see how bad the, the video quality is. And then- I, I was reminded of those Gatorade commercials and I was like, how the hell is the video quality that bad in all these games? But Gatorade like had the technology. Gatorade had the technology Gatorade. to make like orange sweat. And I'm sure people that are nerds and like, in production will just be like, no, all you do is hit one button and it changed the colors. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the fact that that technology existed back then is insane. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, every other basketball game is like pixelated and Gatorade was like, we're going to make drops, different colors. Um, that's it. That's all I had. <laughs> I made, of- a list, I made a whole list of, of quarantine thoughts, by the way. We should I mean, do that for a show. We should just Yeah,
1: break. I think next Tuesday, let's just do quarantine thoughts. We'll just do our top 10 quarantine thoughts.
0: One of them is, uh, do other animals get zits? I had that thought. There's mm-hmm. humans are humans the only mm-hmm. ones? Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a zit on a dog? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. They're mammals. You'd think they'd have to, right? I don't know. I feel like
1: dolphins maybe, they might get zits.
0: And then the other the other thought I had is, uh, I wrote this down. It's amazing how easy it is to... to you can get away with anything if you just say the phrase, you've got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet after you mm-hmm. do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you, I, I just want to encourage everyone to try that. I, I discovered that during the quarantine that like no matter what you do, if someone's like, dude, what the hell? Did you blank? You're just mm-hmm. like, hey, man, got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. And then they're like, ah, you. And then everything's cool. So try
1: it. So yeah, I'll try that. Yeah. I, yeah and <laughs> I, I, I also want to point out that anyone that says they ran the numbers or they crunched the numbers, they did not. And uh, never trust their numbers. Their numbers are wrong. Um, and that's based on every single TV show and movie I've seen. Everyone that's crunching numbers, like something comes back and they're like, oh my God, you didn't crunch the numbers. And it's like, why would you have said you crunched the numbers? Just so be like, I don't know. Maybe that'll work.
0: I actually have an, I, I This is you're absolutely right. Crunching the numbers is a is a is a it's very a quick way. You
1: did not crunch the numbers.
0: It's a very quick uh, cheating way to build, build credibility. Where you're just no, like,
1: because if you crunch the numbers, Mark Titus, you know what you do? You show your work. That's why if you're a mathematician yeah. or you're someone that's in that field, that world, like that's why you always have to show your work. That's why if you're like me, you hate math because you're like I don't want to show my work, but mm-hmm. you have to show your work. Like that's,
0: that's why the cool. that's why the basketball player in the dirty laundry got a 78 and the other guy got he an didn't animal. show his he didn't show <laughs> work. You got to show your work. He just put the Dude. answer. Is this the dumbest idea I've ever had or could this work? Uh, We should have Kyle on and do a show. That's just like where we've written down all our quarantine thoughts and we just do a whole show where we reconvene with our old buddy,
1: Kyle. And just like top 10 quarantine thoughts. We
0: just rip like that. Um, I don't know.
1: There you go. There's your final tease for the week. Top 10 quarantine (laughs) thoughts. Send us in more dirty laundry, send us in everything that you want us to talk about. As far as games, we'll figure out what game we're going to talk about next Friday. I feel good though, Titus. We're surviving. I feel
0: good. Yeah, we're 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 getting through this. Um mm. and uh yeah, it's uh <laughs> can I say uh more to to, to stall mm. with my thought here? Yeah, mm. I feel great. Uh 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 <laughs> mm. No, it has been fun. I, I enjoy these lists. Um under any other circumstances it'd be hacky and boring and lazy, but um we live in a weird time, state and this is this is what has become. Uh, go vote if you're listening still. Go vote at college at CBB on Fox. Go vote for go if, even if you want to turn this into like a Peyton Hillis Madden cover thing and just yeah. like
1: troll just, the vote. I'm yeah, cool with that. It. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Do
0: whatever you like. Whatever you think is the funniest thing. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, we don't care. We just ask that you vote. Um, that that's really it. So go vote at CBB on Fox. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back Friday.